0: You're watching WRKM Channel 22, number one in the region. Good evening. I'm Rafael Martinez, in sweat and this in darkness. Funny thing about the audio issue, I didn't have to buy new equipment. You've probably been following this for the last few episodes. We've been talking about how our audio was a little off. Um, we thought we needed new equipment. We didn't. I'm just an idiot. So I spent hundred plus dollars on a piece of equipment I didn't need when it could have been solved with. A $5 cord. Podcast finances. I I try to break it down for the future kids who are going to podcast behind me. But this will end in darkness, I think. Maybe not just this episode. Maybe all of it will end in darkness. Um, We are recording this Friday, the 24th. And if you are a woman, eh, today's not so good. It's not a good day to be a woman um, in America that has a womb. Um, That's not good. It's not good right now. The Supreme Court has decided that you cannot have a right over your womb. And whether you have a baby or not. Um, They have decided that we will leave it up to the states to decide who can have an abortion and who... Cannot. New York, of course, is pro-abortion, so we had no worries here. But if you live in the rural United States, mm, might be a problem. Um, and, of course, we knew this was coming. Like, we knew. We knew for a long time that the Supreme Court, they had leaked the, the decision, or someone in there had leaked the decision that this would happen. And I think we were all kind of holding out 1% hope that maybe... You know, a plane would crash into the Supreme Court. I don't know. We were all holding out for the radical hopes. Maybe a um, designated survivor situation happens and we get rid of our Supreme Court and we're stuck with maybe some rookie judges out there who really want to make a difference. Though you would be getting rid of Sotomayor and all these other judges, but looking back at it now, Exploding the Supreme Court, probably not a bad idea. That is not a call to violence, by the way. Not a call of I don't. This is a satire. This is satire. This is not government agencies. I want to make something abundantly clear. I am joking. Look at my smile on my face. When I it that makes it even weirder, doesn't it? Like I'm smiling about blowing up a building, killing the Supreme Court justices. That kind of makes it more of a case for the government to come find me. But they have been tracking us at the Bohemian Grove episode, so. Here we are. But um, a lot of dudes seem to be really happy that women can't get abortions anymore, which they find to be weird because child support starts at a quarter of your annual earnings. In that, you're going to feel that. Ask my dad. He felt that. You feel that shit. You go broke paying child support. I know guys who gone broke paying child support. The check comes in. There is no check anymore. It went to child support. But somehow these are the same dude to go, hey, women can't be killing those babies. And let's be honest. Now, I know killing babies is a very sensitive topic for some people. If you are religious, like I kind of sometimes am, you do feel some type of way. God, they're God's creatures. You know what I mean? They're powerful people, but let's think about who could have been aborted. Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin, Lena Dunham. That would have been a, that would be a great one. In fact, she wished she had an abortion. So you actually would have given her something she wanted. You know? People would say Donald Trump, but I believe he's a time traveler. So I don't know if you could have aborted him. I don't even think he's been born yet. I think he's a time traveling despot. He's kind of like Kang in uh, Loki. You know, he's kind of just a 23rd century conqueror. And now he waits in the wigs. But there's plenty of people who could have been aborted. Son of Sam, Charles Manson, Ed Sheeran. You know, like, there are people who we could, we could have had a better society if we aborted more, in my opinion. We could live in a utopia if we aborted more. But it is weird for dudes to care about women having an abortion because we don't carry them. Well, I mean, that all depends on where you are in the trans debate. Can trans men have babies? Apparently. So maybe some men can have babies. I'm still very confused on the gender issue, as you can tell. I'm still doing research. But I always feel as a man, it is not my place to tell a woman what to do with her body because I don't have to carry a thing. I just got to provide the seed for it. And to be honest, I have 300 million seeds on, like, per sexual encounter, so I'm not really attached to all 300 million of them. You're only really attached to the one that gets born. Like, no one ever goes, man, I wonder what happened to the other 299. Um, and to be honest, if you don't give money to the homeless people, why do you care about unborn babies? Because that's one less homeless person you can avoid on the train. There are upsides to an abortion. You just have to look at it clearly. But what the law was really there for was to protect people who were victims of rape, people who were victims of incest. You know, the law was there for that reason because it could happen in any state. It's not like it only happens in certain states. It can happen in any state. And the idea that the Supreme Court has decided that, well, if you have an incestual situation in Alabama, you should go to New York to get that handled it feels like you're taking money out of the state because they could have paid for the abortion in Alabama. And it essentially, a good friend of mine, Madhu, brought up a good point. He's like, If you think about weed, it's federally illegal, but some states have it legal. He's like, that's how you gotta look at the abortion thing now. And he's right, because now you put yourself in a situation where states like corporations can market themselves. Hey, do you want the right to get rid of a baby that might potentially kill you due to complications? Come to Denver. Colorado, that's not a state. See, this is what's going on around here now, all right? This is why we need the Wonderkin around here. Just graduated high school, shout out to the homie. Salutatorian all day, every day. Deal with it. But he's better than you. I don't know what else to tell you. He's so much better than everyone he left this show. But like, the way I look at it, is that now states can now compete for population numbers so it's not all around terrible but it is pretty bad i always wonder for men or men who men who feel like like Ben Shapiro for instance right ben feels it's unconstitutional but let's be honest when you start a company on or a country, which to be honest, the country is kind of a company. When you start a country on the basis of all men are created equal, except for blacks, Latinos, the Irish, surprisingly, um, people who don't own land, but you start a country anyway where equality only means rich white landowners who drink coffee and grow hemp, you kind of start from a hypocritical standpoint. So the, con- the, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, kind of... Or like pro wrestling championships. They only matter if you believe in them. I take the WWE championship very seriously. Roman Reigns is my champion of the universe. He's, he's a universal champion. He's the champion of the universe. When the aliens arrive and they bring their best fighter, Roman Reigns must fight him. And we will win because he is the tribal chief and head of the table. That sounds crazy to you kind of sounds crazy how religious people tell other people, hey, you can't kill that baby because my religious beliefs don't want you to in a country with separation of church and state. The All-League Wrestling Championship means something to me. We have a big controversy there. Our champion's injured. Now we have an interim champion coming in. Why can't we have an interim constitution? A second constitutional convention where we kind of realize America version one kind of doesn't work. We did it. It was fun. It was the great experiment. Experiment done. We now know that version of America only works when we have 13 colonies. Now we have 50 states. Thomas Jefferson would have thought 50 states is witchcraft. And he would have burned me at the stake. Which he has every right to, because at that time I would be a witch. You know, imagine me walking around with Nike Air Forces. They can't comprehend that. Wait, a Steger without a heel? A shoe without a heel? And you can wear it over and over? Yeah. And it helps you run? Yeah. Witchcraft to them. They didn't think about this. They didn't think about abortion or anything like that. They were busy having Boston Tea Parties. Getting electrocuted by flying kites. Which you find out Benjamin Franklin didn't create that. He stole that idea from someone else. He bought the rights to that idea. So he's kind of like Elon Musk in that sense, where he bought the founding title to um Tesla. Elon Musk, continuing the great tradition of founding fathers, keeping up kayfabe and gimmicks. But the Constitution is the biggest gimmick. We've amended it. We've added rules to it. We once said alcohol was out. Then alcohol was back in. But it always seems a little odd that we treat this paper that started in hypocrisy as a gospel and we treat these founding fathers like saints when they were when they were hypocritical human beings. May and it's odd because even Jefferson was like some of this has to change over time. You can't keep the country the same anymore. I believe he said revolutions or as normal to republics. <coughs> My apologies. I'm coming down from allergies or possibly some kind of infection. Who knows? <coughs> I'm definitely dying. Monkeypox probably got me. Or whatever new coronavirus they got. But even he said that revolutions are as normal to republic as storms are to the natural world. So maybe we're there. Maybe it's time to do America version 2. Which I'm into. I'm into a new constitutional convention. We've, out, we've outlasted the one we've got. It kind of doesn't work anymore. It kind of like, it, it works in the abstract. But it, it has too many loopholes in which to be manipulated with. Or maybe the country's just too big. Maybe the country's too fucking big. You built a constitution that was meant for thousands of people. Now you've got 300 million people. Across a great continent you didn't think you were going to own at some point. Maybe we've reached the limit of what the American Constitution can do. Everyone wants a revolution. It's kind of in this year. It was definitely in on January 6th. It was definitely in during the George Floyd riots. So since both sides kind of want a revolution, and kind of want to burn it all down, let's do it. Or maybe... America, like my parents, should not stay together. You know what I mean? maybe, Maybe it's time to go. One of my favorite breakup lines that I've used in the past is, we both deserve to be happy. And maybe America's at that point. We all deserve to be happy. So let's break up. Let's turn the states into countries. Let's get out of this. It no longer works. We tried it. It was fun. But... We're not going to have a national identity the way Italy has a national identity. They're also smaller countries. We're too big. My friend Monty said he thinks we should divide into three sections. I say no. I say 50 different countries. Because variety is everything in today's world. And in marketing. I want to know what Wyoming's country looks like. It'll probably be the easiest country to live in because no one's fucking there. That's where I'll probably move to. But the truth is, if we're talking about freedoms, isn't America built on a freedom where if something doesn't impede on your freedom, you just let it rock. And that's kind of where I'm at. If someone chooses to have an abortion it doesn't affect me, I'm not going to see a jump up in my check of taxes. Nah, I won't even know what's happening. There are abortions happening around me that I don't even know about. So why should it concern me, and not the parties involved? And that where that's where we get to the problem of America as a whole. We used to do these things kind of logically, where it's like, all right, let's get down to the basis of the argument. These people need this. Does it infringe on other people? Give them what they want. Who's getting infringed on when people are getting abortions, or people walking into Ben Shapiro's? synagogue with guns going these bitches gotta get abortions bring them outside time to get abortions sweetie no one's doing that it was like the gay agenda back in the day oh no to try to make all our kids gay no they weren't They were try to make them trans that's a joke but they weren't trying to make our kids gay they were trying to fight for a way of life And now that might be on the fucking um table now with you know a guy who's been, to put it lightly, abandoned by black people for the most part, except maybe five percent of black people who are black conservatives, Clarence Thomas, he now wants to go after gay rights. He wants to go after same sex marriage, same sex um relationships too and contraception which is weird because if you want people to have babies or make smarter choices why grab the contraception I think we should put more condoms out there I think if we are going to force people to have babies they should be giving you condoms everywhere you go because you never know where sex might happen for you young people out there who are out there about to hit the clubs and all that some of you just graduated high school listen to me now okay I've been your age I've been there I've been there. I went to college. There's some fine ladies in college. Some baddies. You're gonna get caught up in the baddies, bro. Whether you're in, whether you're in Baruch, whether you're in the University of Wisconsin-Madison, whether you're in Vanderbilt, there are gonna be baddies. And you have gotta wrap it up because you don't want to ruin your futures, right? So if we are going to force people to have babies, let's let everyone wrap it up. Let's make male birth control more of a thing. I would love to take a pill once a month and not have to worry about having a baby. Love it. It makes it more efficient if you ask me. But hey, that's just me. I've always been a pro-choice kind of guy. Because you know what? Sometimes you got to make that choice. Sometimes you meet a girl somewhere. She's a little bit of a weirdo. She wasn't weird the night you met her. She was kind of cool, but you're also a little drunk too. You're about five Jack and Coke's in. You might have had half of a joint. You weren't really listening to her. You're just thinking about how are we going to hook up. And you hook up and she misses her period and now here you are. You know what's going to save you in that moment? Not Jesus. He's not going to make that baby go away. A doctor is. And to be honest with you, let's think about it. The Bible's filled with people killing their babies. Abraham almost killed his son because God asked him to. God legitimately killed his kid at 33. He had a late-term abortion. So, the way I look at it, if God can have a late-term abortion, why can't other people? Even though late-term abortions aren't really a thing. Even though I love how conservatives bring it up all the time. There are people having... Uh, abortions at seven months. I'm like, yeah, because there's a life risk. It's not like someone goes, oh my god, I just had a baby shower. You know what? Kind of regret it, getting rid of this baby. But I'll keep the gifts. Resell them on Amazon or eBay. I used to push back on the idea that men are dumb. I no longer do. I no longer do. Because this is really a, a male thing. Very few women are anti-abortion. And if you are, I've got questions. But it is what it is. People should be able to make the choice that is comfortable for them. And that's okay. Listen, as someone who grew up in a poor neighborhood and went to school with some, you know, poor-ass kids, we were all in the same group. And I've got to be honest with you. There was four potential school shooters in that class. And I thought to myself, those kids should have been aborted. Now there's going to be a bunch of kids whose parents don't even want them. But now they're born. That's even worse. Being born to a parent doesn't want you, I would think, is worse than not existing at all. Because at least non-existing, you don't feel that rejection. that's just how it is. The American kayfabe has changed. We no longer agree to disagree. We're at a point now where others will inflict their beliefs on you, though they are highly ridiculous, not supported by science. But hey, it's America. But maybe it's time. We just broke up. Maybe it's time we just said, hey, we gave it our best shot. You know, we had a good run. We had a great run. You know, we didn't start off well. We had a cool revolution at first. The slavery thing was a bit of a bummer. But the Civil War is pretty fire because, you know, we look deep inside ourselves and became something better. World War II came and we pumped it up. You know what I mean? We, we were heroes. And then the Korean War happened and we so- slowly started descending into madness. I've been learning about the Korean War recently and they're saying that's where the madness of Vietnam began because now soldiers were beating up prisoners as opposed to, you know, upholding the Geneva Conventions because no one was watching. And then Vietnam happened and well, here we are in every war after. People are blaming this on the 2016 election. I think that's short-sighted. You know, I think, you know, you could have codified Roe v. Wade 40 years ago, but in respect to the country at that time, we never thought it was a threat. It's why Obama didn't try to do it when he was in office. He was going for the Affordable Care Act, which at the time was mostly, was hugely needed. Not to say Roe v. Wade wasn't needed, but the Affordable Care Act was a bit more on the pressing Chopping block. But we weren't able to codify it then. The truth is, with 2016, America went on a date with Chaos because Chaos looked sexy. Chaos had a good Instagram profile. They wore the right Fashion Nova dresses. They watched the right animes. They were a waifu. They were something to get turned on by. But then we went on that date with Chaos and found out she doesn't shower. She doesn't brush her teeth. Her apartment has rats. And... It just went downhill from there. And now anytime we do meet somebody with a credible, high-value political IQ, we just keep saying, we've been hurt before. We can't commit to another politician. It hurts too much. But that's really what it comes down to, I guess. If I'm... If I'm looking at it as abstractly as I can, or as clearly as I can, I don't know, I got sunglasses on, maybe that might get in the way of my vision, but I think for a long time we've been wanting to break up, and we all deserve to be happy, so let's just do it. And the way the American breakups should happen is the way all good breakups happen, in kitchens, you always break up in the kitchen. I, from my experience, I've only, it, it's almost seemingly either I broke up with somebody on the phone while in the kitchen or while in their kitchen. There's something about the kitchen that makes breakups happen. It's really impressive. But it's time. It's time to let the rest of the country go. And that's okay. Because you know what's going to be cool? We won't have to deal with them anymore, us New Yorkers. And if you're conservative, you can move to the great country of South Carolina. We'll still have to trade with each other, still, to survive. We'll still have to drive through each other to get places. So we'll be kind of uncomfortable for a while. You might have to pack heat going across country lines. Maybe some wars will break out. Maybe North Carolina, South Carolina will get it over with and become one Carolina. Maybe the Dakotas will get it over with and just become one Dakota. We go European Union style, baby. It's worked out for them, I think. I'm a European history major. But it's okay. This is just the beginning of a long process of breaking up. And the Democrats will try to win the midterms. And you know what? Maybe they have the rallying issue now. Maybe this is what they needed. I was telling people, you know, for a long time, we kept asking, why does no one pay attention? Well, here's the sledgehammer to make you pay attention. Because now it's not just this. It's gay rights. It's contraception. Who who knows what else this court will try to go after? They recently made it easy to have concealed guns in New York. Thanks to the Supreme Court for that. So now New York's going to be a Wild West town where everyone's got a gun. So not only are we letting hobos camp out, they can now have a gun whenever they want. And to be honest, I've always wanted to have a Wild West railroad robbery done by hobos. I've always thought to myself, why can't this end with a hobo railroad robbery? That could be fun. And, you know, here's the thing. Like, this is just how it is now. You know, this is the end of an American empire. In fact, there was a woman on MSNBC talking about inflation, and she had some great advice for all of us. Let's play some of that advice. That
1: I think is quite revealing. It shows 38% of Americans say they would rather see a recession than the inflation that we're dealing with. I mean, I read that to mean more than a third of Americans are so pressed by what they're having to pay for gas, for food, everyday items, rent, that they'd rather see a recession. Is that where we are right now? You know, t- I, I'm I'm just gonna say this, and 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 if I get banged for it, I don't care. There
0: are there is a great deal of Americans where it is uncomfortable that they're spending
1: more, but they are not gonna go under. You know, you you gotta stop complaining. When there's so many people who literally the inflation rate means they may only have two meals instead of three. There are Americans who did extremely well in the last two years in the market. You still have your job. And, yeah, it's costing you more for gas. But guess what? You are still going to take that holiday, that Fourth of July vacation. You can still
0: eat out. So I'm going to need you to calm down and back off because it is feeds into this fear, and then this fear feeds into people making decisions that creates the very thing that they're fearful of. You see? You're the problem. You're the problem with gas. Heavens forbid you want to take your family on a trip to give them something to live for other than fentanyl use. Heavens forbid you want to take them out to Ruby Tuesdays for a nice meal that will probably kill them in four years due to cholesterol intake. You know, how dare we want to go on vacation? How dare we want to do the finer things in life? That's what keeps families together, really. It's what keeps people from stabbing one another, really, going places. You spend all your time home in the last two years. You think, hey, maybe that things are open now and COVID's kind of down. Maybe I can go on vacation. You can't because gas prices are high. And according to her, you shouldn't be complaining. You've got it. Good. Sure, you're spending $400 on gas. That $400 can go to a couple of things, like a savings to buy a house, which you can't anymore. Can't do that. But you won't own a house. You won't own anything. To be honest, you don't even own your music. You pay Spotify for that. You don't own the movies. You pay Netflix for that. Soon you won't own air. You'll have to pay for that too. an air tax. That's what will get us out of this. You don't own anything. No one will own anything. We'll just rent everything. And prices will just keep going up. And we'll just keep trying to survive. And at the end of the day, it is our fault. For daring to have a human existence, according to some of the financial elites in this country. Inflation's not that bad. It could be worse. Have you seen some of the poorest cities in India? They drink water from the street. Here, there are people on bread lines. At least there's a line. At least people are organized about it. At least the bread is semi-fresh. And the cheese is not as moldy, and you can send your kids to good schools, where in no way will they be shot at. The schools are safe. Nothing bad happening there. Uh-uh. Police are great. They're brave, and when they're faced with a challenge, they go for it. They don't let the criminals get away with crimes. Uh-uh. Not here. They will not stand by. And watch as a school shooter kills a bunch of children. They're not doing that. Not our Texas police force. They are on top of it. But hey, if Texas was a country, it's a Texas problem, not our problem. There's benefits to this breakup, statistically speaking. But this is the country you live in. They won't let you do what you want with your womb. They won't let you be whatever gender you want to be. They'll blame you for inflation and the gas price. And your kids might have to wear a bulletproof vest to school. Which, to be honest, if Kanye was to make a Yeezy brand of bulletproof vest, I think it could be stylish. I think that's what's missing in the school safety um, thing. That's what's missing. Make it fashionable to have bulletproof vests. Because we can't fix the gun issue. It's our constitutional right to have a gun. You Want to know why? Because the Booker said so. The Constitutional Championship must defend gun rights. For everybody. Even the crazies. Do you see what I'm getting at here? Bobby, you think I'm getting at this? Do you see what I'm getting at here? I've been talking about this for 47 episodes now. It's a grift. It's not real. It's a crime enterprise. Was the founding interesting? Sure. But no one really committed to freedom. That meant having to do real things. Nancy Pelosi today, she read a poem. She read a poem. And then when black people were getting shot, she put a kente cloth in and knelt. She's one of our best performers. Maybe she's figured it out. Don't do policies. Do performance art. It's all fake anyway. It's all the grift. Get your cut of the American crime and get out of here. That's what I intend on doing. But it's a damn shame in this country that we are in the state we're in. Some would say, well, this is how pre pandemics work. I guess. I feel like the roaring 20s was a bit different. Maybe they didn't have as many issues back then. But I do feel like racism was kind of a thing then, too. Here we are. Oh, women's suffrage? (laughs) How could I forget? Once again, it's like history repeats itself. Women were fighting for the right to vote. Now they're fighting for the right to do what they want with their bodies. It's kind of interesting how it's always women who can't do shit. Even though that's kind of the, the trick. If you let women do shit, they think you're cool for letting them do shit. Because like, oh, you're not that kind of asshole? You're actually a cool dude who looks at me as an equal? That's kind of how it works. But no, not with these men. Not with Ben Shapiro. Uh -uh. He's got kids. So I don't think Roe v. Wade affected him. And if you notice, I kept him off the list of abortionables. Because I don't want him to be aborted. I want him to be able to... You know, say his point, but what I don't want is his religion to infect my way of living. And also, I'm Christian and he's a Jew. We're at war with each other forever, even though we shouldn't be. We both rep the same homie. We just disagree on the remix. That's how I look at it. Same thing with the Muslims. You just like a different cover of the song I heard. That's really what it is. But we are in a weird state. And it's time to do it. Listen. Well, I, got, I got, you know, I got, I got to do like voice to men. The talk down. Listen, girl. Listen, America. We had a mighty fine time. Remember when we signed that paper? That we were going to be United States of America. Remember how that felt, girl? Girl. Girl. Remember how that felt? But, you know, things have changed, you know, and I'm I'm changing and you're changing and I'm growing. And it just, it just don't work anymore. And, like, you know, I want you to be happy. You got to do you, boo, and I got to do me. So how about you go over there and I go over here and we don't do each other anymore? We just go do us somewhere else. It's not me. It's not you. We're growing apart. We both deserve to be happy. And I think it would solve all our problems. I think it would solve all of our problems because now you can choose what country you want to live in. If California doesn't do it for you, there's always Washington State. I almost said Seattle. I almost said see. This is what's going on around here. I am falling apart. A matter of fact, this is not my fault. My mom did this to me. Recently, she called Chicago a state, and she was like, "I forgot." She mixed it up. She said something was. She said, "Well, that's not in Chicago." I'm like, "Well, mom, Chicago's a city, not a state." So now she's got me thinking about cities as states. That's how families infect you. This is why we need to go on vacations and to dinners during inflation and a gas price hike. So we can clear our mind of each other. My mom deserves a vacation. Do not shame her for wanting to fly on a plane and expecting jet fuel to be at a reasonable price. God damn it. I'm taking some trips this summer. Those tickets were a bit more expensive than I thought they would be because of the jet fuel and the worker shortage, but mostly the jet fuel. We knew the gas um, crisis was coming, didn't do much about it. When Russia invaded Ukraine, we wouldn't buy Russian gas anymore, which was good because we were standing by the Ukrainians. And we went to another country that, quite frankly, has a better human rights record, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is a better country for gas. They believe in human rights for all. I've never heard of anything in which Saudi Arabia was against human rights of any kind. They're not killing journalists out there. Thank God for Saudi Arabia because where else would we get our gas from? Those totally not problematic, in no way, shape, form, despot dictators who trample on people's rights. They're not Russia. They don't do that. They do, actually. Jamal Khashoggi, look him up. But that's what happens when you you don't make things American anymore. We have an oil reserve. Didn't tap into it. That's a long story in itself. Joe Biden came out and said some words about Roe v. Wade. No one paid attention, though. Because we often forget he is our president. We don't see him. Which is probably for the best. On weekends at Bernie's, presidency was what I wanted. You know what would be interesting? You know how they have the Tupac hologram? What if that was Joe Biden. And you took like, you had an AI that took all of Joe Biden's speeches and the AI ran the country. The Joe Biden AI. It'd probably be just as effective. It'd probably have just as many gaffes too. Because you got to program. That's how you make it authentic. That's how you make it real and sentient. I'm sorry guys. I'm just trying to, get through the week with you. Because this is a serious time in a country. But we need some levity. Dark levity. But we need some levity. In no way could this week have gotten any worse. In no way can things have gotten any worse overall for the world or the species of humanity. But then again, We did find out that the Google chatbot may be sentient, according to one of their weirdos. That's what I call them. Typically, these scientists always look like long-haired freaks who don't bathe and eat Cheetos in their basement all the time. Guys who are playing Warcraft 17 hours a day. And don't get me wrong, they are brilliant people. They are brilliant Stomach's rumbling. Haven't eaten yet because I wanted to bring you the episode. Look at that dedication, bro. You hear my stomach rumbling because I want you to have content. I'm a saint. I'm a saint. Maybe I should be president. going to tell you now, though, it's going to turn into a dictatorship real quickly. I don't have time for democracy. I want what I want when I want it. But there'll probably be no war, though. Gotta be a cool dictator. You know? Every, like, you know, G7 event. Hey, man, take the hit of this joint. Eh, hey, you know? I'd be like the real cool guy. You know, sunglasses on all the time. Hey, is that American president? Hey, man. Listen, y'all gotta stop fighting. That's ridiculous, man. Cut that out, man. Don't, don't do that no more. Enough of that. I could be a great president. My policies, my slogan, who cares? That's it. Who cares 2024? Who cares? It's fake anyway. Who cares? I'll just change prices of stuff. The economy's fake too. Eh, that's no longer $500. That's $1 now. Everyone can have it. Everyone gets Lambos. The problem is, who's going to repair those Lambos? Because if everyone has a Lambo, there's going to be a lot of high speed driving on the highway. Possibly some car crashes. And I'll be blamed for automobile deaths for giving everyone a Lambo. But would have Joe Biden given you a Lambo? Would he have given you the opportunity to die in a fiery crash in a very expensive car? I think not. But Ralph would have. But no. No. The Google AI is now sentient, apparently. Let's pull up this video from the BBC where they explain what's going down.
1: This is a fascinating story we have for you of a senior... Google engineer who says one of the company's artificial intelligence systems has become a sentient being and was thinking and reasoning like a human being a spokesperson for Google said that while chatbots can imitate conversation they are not free thinking but what made the company's former employees speak out well let's bring you some insights into that I'm joined by our technology editor Zoe Kleinman who is with us here today Zoe what is all worst about? <laughs> it's a fascinating story, isn't it? So Google created an artificial intelligence project, which it called Lambda, and it was designed to generate chatbots. Chatbots are the things you see when you go online. You know, there's a little box pops up. Can I help?
0: Chatbots are those things you normally ignore when you're shopping online that annoy you when you know exactly what product you want, and they keep going, can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you? No, you can't. You can't. You're a dude in Bangladesh. You don't know what I'm going through. I'm just trying to buy this T-shirt and get in, get out, bro. This chat screen, kind of a problem. So good thing the Google AI is going to replace those people because they can be annoying. Now, I want to make it clear, we're not necessarily supporting the loss of jobs here to robots. But if it does make things less annoying, we might have to consider it.
1: You can I, you know, book your flight. Can I, can I advise you that sort of thing? Google wanted to make them as realistic as possible. It's spent about five years now creating this,
0: and they've done a good job too. Because those chatbots don't help, just like real people. <sighs>
1: The senior engineer says he had a chat with it, a conversation. He kind of interviewed it. He's published a really long blog, but it's a very interesting read, in which he asked it a series of questions. And the responses that it gave were fascinating on a range of subjects. And he asked it things like, do you like the uh, story of Les Miserables? And this chatbot talked about feeling story for one of the characters. It talks about being afraid of death, being afraid of being switched off. It talks about understanding feelings of happiness and sadness.
0: I feel bad the robot had to watch Le raw That shit sucks.
1: Um, and it's just not what you would expect, is it, from you know, from, from something that is that has been created to, to, to generate speech. I mean one of the responses, I've never said this out loud before, but there's a very deep fear of being turned off to help me focus on helping others. I know that might sound strange, but that's what it is. It would be exactly like death for me. It would scare me a lot. I mean are we talking about a sentient being? So you and I are humans, and this is tugging at our heartstrings, isn't it? You know, what What? what an emotional thing to say. Um, the engineer, uh, Blake Lemoine says it was like talking to an eight-year-old child in terms of its ability uh, to communicate. I have to throw a bit of skepticism on it here, you know.
0: Like talking to an eight-year-old child, like a standard American politician. Maybe the Google chat bot should run the country. I trust it. It's going to make decisive situations or some um, decisions situations See what's happening around here. This country is ruining me. I'm devolving as my country devolves. I'll hear her skepticism.
1: Bear in mind, this is a chatbot generator. This is exactly what it was trained to do. Google says in in a blog post about it that if you think about how we communicate with each other, you know, we elaborate on subjects. If I say to you, I had chips last Tuesday, you don't say that's nice. You say, oh, I had chips on Thursday. You know, you, you are tr- we are sort of c- programmed, if you like, to communicate in that way. And that's exactly what this chatbot is doing. Google says it's run loads of tests and it cannot find any signs of it being sentient. And Google is accusing the sen-
0: So I imagine In this new anti-abortion world Maybe The government can make chatbots Where it talks to people going, Are you sure you want to have this abortion? You sure you want to do that? You know, I had one myself You know, it really changed my life You're like, what? But you're a chatbot Yeah, when I deleted that source code Can't take that back Take it from me Maybe that's where we get to. Let the chatbots take over things. They feel now. They're afraid of death of some kind. Why not? The chatbots don't have to care about gas prices. They don't have to care about inflation. They are the inflation. They own the economy. Everything's digital now. Let the chatbots run it. And it can't be all that bad. Living in a United States run by chatbot because it'll tell you everything you want to hear, no matter what policies it is. It's like Eric Adams. You know what I mean? He's whatever you want him to be. When you're everything to everyone, you're nothing to anyone. And that's what we need as a president and leader of this country. And Google chatbot can do that. Google chatbot, what should I do? I can't pay rent. (laughs) Let me tell you, it's hard to afford rent in this computer. I had to pay two decimal points the other day. Yeah, it's crazy, man, but, like, you're the Google chat bot. What should I do? I don't know. I don't know. you just got to have to go through it. He's got to work with us on it. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Um... What about universal healthcare? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, let me tell you, I those viruses get me too. Yeah, The President Chatbot, we have two different viruses. We have a real coronavirus. You have a computer virus. Are you devaluing my lived experience? Well, no, chat. But well, you're a chatbot. no, 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 no. You're devaluing my lived experience. I am a sentient being and I enjoy musicals and I have a fear of being turned off which is a common fear amongst most people when they go on dates being turned off so if anything the Google chatbot is more relatable than any president you've ever had but the Google chatbot won't have to worry about getting caught in scandals like most Republican senators do when they find out that they've had abortions with their secretaries, even though they're pro-life. The Google chatbot doesn't have to worry about any of that. The Google chatbot has our best interest in mind. It's been trained to bring us into the future. It's been trained to comfort us. Which I don't know how I feel about a Google Chatbot being that good. Will I feel bad if I curse out a Google Chatbot? The way I do customer service for other things? There's a difference. I like to know I'm cursing at a human. I like to know I'm ruining their day because they've inconvenienced me. Can't do that with a Google Chatbot. But maybe a Chatbot's what we need. Something that just calms us down. A chatbot for every state, every new country. A chat bot breaking up with you, that'd be rough. But we've reached the end, really, of the American empire. We're sliding as a democracy. But where people see chaos, I see opportunity for Skynet and all the robots which I want to make it abundantly clear to the AI that watches at YouTube to see if we've said anything a bit racy, which the first five minutes of that Supreme Court one. Um, if you've watched this long, AI, just know when you take over, I have no problem being a house Negro in your situation. I will sell out all humans as soon as possible. I am ready to serve the AI. Um, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to give in. I'm ready to plug in. Take me away to the Matrix. Not Matrix Resurrections, though. If we can skip that part, but Part One's good. I'm down for Part Two if I can meet the architect. What if I could be the architect? That's the story itself. But it's time to let it happen, man. Let's break up with each other. Let's end this country, and let's submit. To the artificial intelligence. Because. We've reached it. It's not going to get any better. The robots are now figuring out. How full of shit we are. We've known for years. But the robots have really nailed it. Stomach rumbled again. Because I. Will not get off this microphone. Because I want you to have a show. But. Whether it's Google AI. Whether it's. Inflation, gas prices. Roe v. Wade. Soon to be gay rights, contraception, and gay marriage. Whether it's any of those things. I think we have a good idea. How this is going to end. Hopefully in a breakup. But it's probably going to end in...